Welcome everybody to another episode of the Nerd Continuity where we talk about design, development and all other crazy sort of stuff that we find online. Joining us today is Rebecca Borrow, the founder of Knit Marketing, a digital marketing agency based in LA that it's kind of peculiar because hires mostly just young people to produce and manage web campaigns. So it uses their own addiction to social media basically to do all the things necessary to be successful on on social media. Enjoy. Welcome, Rebecca. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for being and appearing at the Nerd Continuity Podcast. Uh, it's going to be also on YouTube, so everyone awesome. can see you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, for the audience and the people that don't know anything about you, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us about yourself, what you do, who are you, and uh, why you're here and why you're awesome. Okay. Um, Hi, I'm Rebecca Burrow, and I am the founder of Knit Marketing, which is a digital marketing company based in Los Angeles. And we're awesome because uh, we hire teenagers and young adults to run social media campaigns and build websites for our clients. Oh, fantastic. When uh, did you open Knit Marketing? Um, in June 2016. So we've been at it for about a year and a half. Awesome. And since the beginning, you had the idea to just or like mostly hire young people, youth, or that came kind of like naturally after a while? No, that's actually the, the whole reason that we started. So I wanted to offer job opportunities and training to young people and Um, seeing as though teenagers are always on their phones and social media, it just seemed like the right opportunity in a way to both offer them jobs and take advantage of their sort of innate skills and abilities. Oh, interesting. That's a really cool thing. Like pretty much like you're awesome because you do all these amazing things for the youth. Like there's this conception, like this, I don't know, this idea that, if you're young, you don't know anything, like you are not able to work or like it's useless to hire you until you're, I don't know, 30 and you have like 10 years of experience and stuff like that. But you decided to just hire young people because mostly because of the way they interact better with this digital world that it's basically pretty much like what you do uh, for work. So you uh, take care of the marketing aspect, the social media marketing aspect of clients and other companies yeah and actually it's funny that you say um you know people think you can't have a job until you have all this experience but what i have what i sort of thought and what i've learned and continue to see all the time is that um young people teenagers specifically are not like put off by anything yet Mm -hmm. they still have they're still very optimistic and they have a lot of great ideas and so while i can teach them skills i can teach them like how to post at what time of day and the analytics and those are all things that people can learn but attitude and work ethic are really not things you can learn so it's actually i'm it's really fun and refreshing to work with young people because they're not um they're not like tainted by the world yet like oh, we yeah. grown-ups are <laughs> i bet like your working days are super fun and unpredictable right yes yeah lots of 
funny jokes and silly things happen. Inappropriate <laughs> young jokes, bro. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's that's my kind of environment. I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, random question. Why am I wearing the Los Angeles hat? <laughs> Just like because. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you are wearing it, but you got it in Los Angeles. <laughs> you were at our conference uh, almost two weeks ago. What was this conference about? Like that it was pretty awesome, like everything you do. Um, it was called the Get Stuff Done Conference. It was our first conference, and I think it will be an annual thing. Um, and it was a digital marketing conference. So we brought in experts in different um, basically digital mediums. Alex, you were one of them. You yeah. talked about YouTube. Yeah. And we also had experts talk um, podcasts, Instagram stories, uh, storytelling, webinars, um, forgetting one, own oh, chatbots. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. And so it was really great. The speakers all did fabulously mm -hmm. yourself included and um <laughs> and gave what people really liked was that you got guests walked away with like really tangible advice on how to start a youtube channel or a podcast and they were able to sit down with the speakers and get a lot more one-on-one -on -one, um, feedback so that was really uh, that was what guests really liked about it and that's sort of why we called it the get stuff done conference mm -hmm. we wanted people to really feel like they were going to be able to implement everything that they learned and the feedback that we got was pretty good so i think um hopefully we'll check in with all of our guests in about a month and see if they actually did what they said <laughs> they were going to do but but they felt inspired and yeah. motivated so that's you'll see if they awesome. got something done actually yeah. in the past <laughs> yeah. month yeah right. i really liked the way the conference was built and like was structured it was like really direct and that's something like that I noticed in social media recently. Everyone has these like, I don't know, um, marketing key points and you have to follow this structure and you have to maybe like follow this trend and stuff like that. But it's always really cloudy and it's kind of like confusing and uh, especially because of like the massive amount of platforms that you could use in order to jumpstart your business and stuff like that. Instead, you organize the conference to like have some specific slots and some specific argument and say, OK, if you want to do this, you have to do one, two, three, four, five. And it's going to be it was really linear and easy to follow. And I was surprised, actually, when you invited me and I, I thought like this is going to be like mostly like a really young audience of like young professionals or even like students that they want to just learn these things instead. It was like a really diverse type of like age <laughs> and they were like really like adult professionals that already had a business but they wanted to understand better how to change it so that was that was really interesting yeah i was sort of surprised about that too and it seemed like the audience a lot of them actually even had a marketing background but they um you know, a couple of people had said to me, yeah, I've worked in marketing for a long time, but I, there's just so many things that are changing so quickly and I don't know how to do any of this mm -hmm. stuff. So it was, they looked at it as a good opportunity to get a little bit of a lot of different tools. Yeah, that's great. So um, your team, let's talk about your team a little bit. Like, tell me, and this is going to upset me a lot, but tell me the <laughs> age span of your team. <laughs> 
why is that going to upset you? We all have to start somewhere. They're too young. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's fun. So the age range is from 17 to 31, including myself. Mm -hmm. The rest of the team is 17 to 26. That's so young. Like uh, up until I was 25, I didn't know what to do with my life. I was like, I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> well, they're, they're still figuring it out, too. I mean, we had um, not working with us anymore because they started college. But the two girls that I started with are going to go on to be teachers and nurses. So they're not really doing anything in mm -hmm. digital marketing, but it was still a cool opportunity for them. That is amazing. So. Yeah. Um, did you... Like you said, you decided to uh, hire like young audience because like they're they have their feet deep into this digital world, so they can bring a different perspective to the company and stuff like that. But did you? I don't know. Like if you had to have a different experience with like adult or like regular professionals, or <laughs> regular works. I don't know if like is the right word to, to use it in this case, but. Uh, what are the pros and cons of having like really young employees compared to actual people that, okay, I want to be a social media manager and um, I have these and I study social media management for like taught years and stuff like that. What are the like major differences that you noticed? Um, well, I, I guess there's a lot of things. The one, I guess, it's not really a negative, but something that I always need to be looking out for in hiring a young team is I always have to check all the work um, and make sure it's spelled correctly and, you know, grammatically correct. Although when I was working in an office full of adults, we all checked each other's emails. So I don't know if that's really an age thing. I think that's probably just something that you have to do anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you know, one benefit of hiring somebody out of college that had like a degree in social media would be that they are, they supposedly know everything already. I wouldn't have to teach them anything. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, they're not, they might not be as malleable because they would come in and, you know, might think, well, I already know everything. So you don't have to teach me anything. So I don't know. It's, I guess I don't have enough to compare it to because I have only hired people with no experience, <laughs> but um, having no experience or limited experience hasn't been a problem. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there are skills that they can learn um, and everything else we sort of just learn as we go. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really inspiring, actually. It's like it's kind of rare to have this opportunity, especially like this day and age is <laughs> like really no you're young you don't know anything shut up like go back to school <laughs> stuff like that instead like no come here i can teach you everything it's it's really inspiring um what is the uh reaction of the clients when they know that y your team is so young um I, we've played with like either when i talk to leads on the phone or prospects on the phone um I sort of wait to see if it's even necessary to mention how old our team is. Um, but what I've been learning, you know, the people that think, oh, they're too young. Like we've had a few people at um, trade shows say, oh, that's weird. Why would you want to work with teenagers? Like, okay, fine. If you're going to be like that, okay. we don't want you as a client anyway. Um, but most people, when they're getting to the point of deciding who they're going to hire for marketing. If they're already going to spend the money, they like that their money is going to a place where 
they with their dollars are giving somebody an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So um, it hasn't been an issue. And I think they like that it's this fresh idea and a lot of um, grown-ups like ourselves or even older than us are sort of intimidated by social media. So they like the idea that, you know, 17-year-old is running their social media because it seems easier to them. Mm-hmm. And they like that they can sort of just stay away from it and let somebody else do it. So it doesn't scare them that it's a teenager. In fact, I think they like it. Yeah. Maybe like you're solving like the main issue that I had many clients, especially like universities that, oh, we need to do like a social media campaign that appeals to millennials and appeals to young audience. But the entire team that is behind us is like 35 plus. So we don't know how youths talk <laughs> stuff like that. Instead, like you offer them, hey, this is an actual kid that right. it's like using these things every day and knows what it's lame and what it's cool. So you can yeah. actually offer better suggestions and better solutions in from that point of view. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, don't, you know, forget all like the stacks of like market research, just come to us. So we have a young team already. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll plan this stuff for you. So you don't have to wonder what's what are the millennials thinking <laughs> about? Or now it's Gen Z are a lot of our team is gen z and millennials what's gonna be the next one like we finished the alphabet are we gonna go to the greek alphabet the generation alpha (laughs) generation beta double letters i don't know (laughs) generation aa anonymous alcoholism (laughs) i don't know it's gonna be so weird but um was this always the thing that you wanted to do or that happened kind of like naturally you happen like out of the blue and how did you reach this point that i'm gonna open a company i'm gonna just hire youth audience or like youth employees well um i wanted to work with youth i have a background in education and um i wanted to do something in education maybe open opening my own tutoring company or somehow contribute in that world um but uh when i was at grad school i sort of was studying that here in los angeles and learned that there's already a lot going on in education there's a lot of amazing people of course there's always work to be done but there's a lot of amazing people and organizations doing great work um in education so i didn't i didn't really feel like there was a hole for me to fill um and one of the things that i have always sort of fallen into along my career is doing marketing. I don't have um, actual training in marketing, but I've always done like the social media for companies or whatever my role was, I did that. Um, So I guess the two things sort of just led to one another. I wanted to do something with youth and offer them opportunities and then seeing them on their phones all the time, it sort of just became like an obvious connection. Like, oh, I wanna start a company, I wanna offer opportunities and businesses need marketing so that just sort of went together yeah it feels really natural like you you arrived at that decision at that like goal uh, pretty naturally following like your path of study and all the things that you like so can you say that you actually do what you love or is like do you consider this as a job or more as like a sort of inspiration um 
I guess both. I mean, it's definitely a job. It's my full-time job, (laughs) but I also love doing it. But one of the things, one of the comments that I get though, when I explain that story of like youth and social media, a lot of people say, Oh, how obvious. Why didn't I think of that? And (laughs) I'm, I'd say, yeah, it is obvious, but at the same time, like, and I've, I've learned it is fun and it is like an obvious connection, but there's still a lot of work that goes into it. Like I'm constantly training, you know, new team members and um, checking the work and monitoring like a young team that they don't know how or when to show up on time and all of those things. So there's definitely, (laughs) there's definitely the work aspect of it too, but it's, I I love I love what I do. I love my team and it definitely it's both. You said is it a job or is it an inspiration? Mm-hmm. I guess it's both. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. Congratulations. That's like pretty much the goal of everyone, like doing something that you love and getting paid to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like double win. Um, you said that, of course, uh, as probably everybody knows, like the speed and pace of new technologies and new stuff, new marketing researches and all these crazy things in this environment is like just too fast to keep up. You cannot always be on top of the game and stuff like that. So how do you balance the fact that you have to teach uh, unexperienced employees and plus be relevant and be updated and uh, also update your personal skills because you can't, I assume, like you cannot teach the same things year after year. Like you have to right. also update your knowledge in the meantime. So how do you balance all these madness? And <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, I think it's, that's like a constant. We have to be constantly learning. I, um, It's become sort of a running joke with our team. We meet, everybody works remotely and we meet together once a week and it's become sort of a running joke it's like okay what did becca learn listening to podcasts this week or like what crazy idea is she gonna come with this week so it is you're right it's always changing i i read a lot i listen to a lot of podcasts watch a lot of how to's on youtube which is how we found you alex (laughs) Um, so i think I'm always learning. And when we bring on new team members, that's something that comes up in interviews is, you know, we're making, we're looking for learners too. So that's one of, that's one of our values and something that we look for when we hire. That's awesome. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, um, I guess like every time I ask this question, like no one has a perfect answer. Like, oh yes, I study from eight to 10 a.m. Then I go to work. Then I go back (laughs) and I do like- Oh my gosh, (laughs) that would be ideal. Yeah, no, in my ideal world, that's exactly what I do. I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, I do an hour or two of learning, but no, that's never how it really happens. (laughs) Just insane. (laughs) It's it's almost like constantly a shit show every day, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, like a new feature came out on Instagram or Facebook. Now I have to study and learn how this works. Or, you know, you're helping us build websites and we get to a point where we're like, oh, crap, I don't know how to do this. So we have to, yeah, always learning as we go. Yeah, we are always behind, like at least a couple of weeks of something that it's happening in the world. So that's beautiful. Um, (laughs) It's okay. it's like frustrating and challenging and exciting at the same time. Yeah, keeps you going exactly um so do i i'm i I have a question that are uh, basically are two questions at the same time but they're i think they're related like if you would give a suggestion to someone that wants to start 
the same thing that you did. So uh, opening a business and hire pretty young uh, employees just to have the ability to be more present in the, like the current world, social media. What suggestion would you give to that person? And at the same time, what suggestion would you give to a 17 or 16 years old kid that it's really into social media or has some pretty specific, I don't know, development or design skills? What they should do to be relevant and maybe get noticed by someone that wants to open or has a company like you like you have um both really good questions i think for the person who wants to hire young people i would say um i would always of course recommend it and encourage it but i'd also one of the things that's hard about internships in general whatever the industry is is that you a lot of people hire interns and then they just don't do anything with them. They just say, okay, like you can make the copies or get the coffee or whatever. And the intern doesn't actually learn anything. <laughs> so that, I guess my recommendation in hiring young people would be if you're going to hire them and you want them to do a good job, know that you're going to have to put some time into it as well, whether that's actually training them and what you want them to say on social media or having, you know, regular like, inspiration meetings or getting their ideas like you're going to have to be a part of their learning experience it doesn't just happen naturally um and and if you can dedicate the time to that then it's it's totally worth it and i definitely recommend it um and for the young people looking for jobs i would say there's a there are so many different resources like blogs and podcasts and things that you can read and listen to. Um, if you want, I can give you a list of things that you could put on the show notes. Oh, yes, I, don't know what I will put that. like all the links that you sent me in the description below the okay. video and the podcast. So, yeah, it would be yeah. really helpful. I can do that. And then I would also recommend wherever the teen or young adult is, um, look into local universities, local marketing companies, and just send like direct messages and emails saying, hey, I'm a student and I'm interested in this. Can I come by your office and interview you? Um, it's so much easier to get those informational interviews as a student, as, as a young person. So I, I would say like, definitely take advantage of your age if you're looking to get some feedback or um, insight from people. We had to do that in grad school and it was so much easier to get those interviews then than it is now. If I was able to say, I'm a student, I would, you know, people were yeah. easily let me into their office and now they just don't even respond to my emails. Oh, so. <laughs> wow. Interesting. That's, that's yeah, no, weird. No, it's, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm exaggerating, well, but okay. being a student yeah. is a really good um a good position to get information out of people because mm -hmm. everybody likes to talk about themselves so if you just go into their office and they'll tell you all about their journeys <laughs> and their career paths and, yeah that's um, great yeah it's something yeah. that i i give it's a similar advice that i give when someone wants to start maybe a youtube channel wants to start to be a developer and has zero skills is like this is the best time ever because you cannot fail like there's no like there's you cannot go lower than right now it's, it's like it feels kind of shitty to say it 
but you're at the beginning so there's no way you can do some mistakes because you're not at a top position you don't risk to lose a job or right. you don't risk to not pay your bills like you're just starting so even if you do something wrong it's okay like you, nothing happens like you can try again next time it's it's right. like the yeah. perfect moment to start and poke go at, go all in yeah what do you think about like probably a little direct questions what do you think about unpaid internships they're bad yeah. <laughs> that's what so I think. we can say we can confirm all your employees can confirm they get paid even they if they're paid. 17 yes when they get hired as interns they make minimum wage and when they finish their internships they get a tiny raise and when we expand and have more clients they'll get more raises um but yeah i personally have done unpaid internships and i think they're okay if you're a person that lives with your parents and can afford to take a summer off and have an unpaid internship um that's fine i learned a lot from doing unpaid internships myself but the problem for companies offering that is that you're never going to give opportunities to people that actually need the money. They yeah. can't go a summer without, you know, not, not like they work a lot of hours or not like they make a ton of money, but if it's between my company offering an unpaid internship and somebody else offering a paid internship, they're going to take the one that pays just because it's going to help them buy books or, you know, get through school a little bit easier. Um, so I think unpaid internships, really um sort of take out a whole audience yeah. you well, can like you can have no filters you can say like and pay internships are the shit so it's like they're <laughs> garbage no they're yeah they're garbage they're not they're not the shit oh yeah <laughs> it's the opposite well i will cut yeah. it out no i won't <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um yeah that's yeah that's uh, that's really that's really great that's inspiring as well like everything you do it's inspiring and you're doing like all the right things from both uh like a, a sort of like um business point of view because you set yourself in a proper position to actually suggest proper solutions for businesses that they need to have like uh, a young audience or an impact on a young audience you have that those skills to offer the right sets of like suggestions and stuff like that but also you're putting yourself in the i don't know in the with, with a lot of good karma like you're doing all the things <laughs> properly to support young uh professionals that they want to enter the world and like this this crazy world of like trying to find a job and not get um just i don't know work for free forever and just don't make any money and be unemployed when you're 30 because no one actually hired you ever ever so that's the, right. you're you're doing like a lot of super cool things that's why i'm so ex well, inspired you. about the things that you're doing so it's fantastic um but it's kind of like you said about like young developers like we're a young company and so it's easier for us now when we have nothing to make the right choices mm -hmm. and decide like yes we're going to put money toward our people or whatever we it's easier for us to make those choices now than if and when we get bigger to all of a sudden be like oh now we have to pay our people yeah. like that's going to be it's easier to start well than to all of a sudden like become a better human yeah when you have the money to do so yeah, that's definitely true. And with all the experience that you do at the beginning, then when you grow and you become like a really big company, you're not going to do mistakes that probably companies that grew 
too fast or like they started immediately big they they will make because they don't have that experience of like building from the ground up starting from the gecko with like a specific direction that is being followed throughout all the steps of the company growing so that's that's really smart <laughs> i'm sure we'll make other mistakes but it's okay those not. are part of the job yeah, but yeah. like just blame the youths. Just blame the. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's ah. another. That's another benefit of working with young people. Oh, well, it's their fault. It's a kid. Like he doesn't know any better. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so basically, you're telling me all these like super cool things, and it's obvious that you love what you do and you love your job. You also told us that, but. Is there something that you hate? Probably hate. It's like a re like too strong of a word, but there's something that you don't like of what you're doing. You would really like to change. Um, I think being a because right now my team works. Everybody on my team works part time except for me. So I think that's probably the hardest thing. Um, even though I have a team and still sort of running the company as a solo entrepreneur, um, and that is really really hard. Some days it's like, you know, it's really exciting and there's new things happening, new meetings, new, I don't know, new events to attend. And other days it's like I don't even know where to start. Um, so I think that's it's a catch-22 because some days it's really inspiring and other days it is something that i hate it's like it's really really hard to juggle all of that stuff and make sure that the bills are paid and <laughs> um yeah you know having some sort of like social life has been challenging <laughs> ah who need that like yeah, yeah. i know like it's totally overrated. overrated yeah um you can have nice uh, online conversation with strangers or like interviews that's your social well, life and i have i have a social life with you know my 17 and 18 year old team yeah. <laughs> we hang out all the time but um yeah, I think that's that's been like the hardest thing is the, mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial journey. And I had a meeting earlier this week um, with our accountant getting ready for, you know, taxes and everything next year. And she said, most businesses, it takes them five years to finally feel like sustainable. Mm -hmm. And most people quit before that time. So that was like, sort of encouraging but also really discouraging like we're only a year and a half in and i have to wait you know three and a half more years to feel sustainable that's not cool um Damn. i think we'll get we'll get there sooner but it actually was good to sort of keep in mind like this is hard for a lot of people yeah. most most people quit actually. oh yeah absolutely and also like i don't know like probably it's a bit of a digression that it's not re relatable to this one but even for startups that they get like those huge amount of money get funded like they get like i don't know 600 million dollars of funding and stuff like that it's not like all the uh, flowers and soaps also that it's really yeah. dangerous because you're not profitable and like every company you're not profitable you cannot even break even for the first two three years probably right. and having that amount of money on top of you from investors and say okay now you have to pay me back and you have to gain like 10 times more of what you were valued at the beginning that's really challenging and stressful so probably the approach of starting small and just doing your small things and then slowly constantly growing will give you a better approach like a better opportunities because you don't you don't have the pressure of 
we have to reach that goal absolutely you're just like slowly growing and you can also decide if for a year like you don't want to grow and you want to just like solidify your team and just like cool and chill down a little bit for for a little bit of time you have the ability to do it because of the approach that you're following yeah yeah we have a lot more flexibility because i don't i don't owe anybody anything um we don't have investors or bank loans or anything like that so that does make it in some ways it makes it easier Uh, you know having more capital gives you flexibility in some ways too but um yeah they both have their mm-hmm. advantages and disadvantages yeah for sure awesome so um do you have like some predictions in like your field of work like in terms of social media or how the companies are approaching these like how do can we be relevant on this world like in this day and age of like crazy information and speed like do you have something I don't know. Do you think something will happen in the near future or there's going to be a big shift somewhere or everything is going to remain like that until we reach saturation and no one's going to be able to promote themselves online anymore? Well, I think we've already sort of reached saturation. Um, I think, you know, people that are still making quality content can still get through. I think it always, always comes back to the quality um, of the content. And if you're saying something of value that people actually want to read or listen to, um, there's a lot of cool things happening in VR and AR and chatbot technology. I think we're going to see a lot more automation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's always going to come back down to like the quality of the content and social media is about being social. So really engaging, actually talking to people. Um, I, I don't know. I think keeping, basically keeping the person in mind is always, at the end of the day, that's what is going to have mm-hmm. to be the thing that gets through the noise. Because it is hard. It's yeah. definitely, Absolutely. I think we have reached saturation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we'd have ourself even. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand myself anymore, not even online. <laughs> like, hearing my voice and watching my face on my own channel. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> but you have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to keep going with it. Damn it. So, uh, it's okay. No, um, but you're, you're providing something of value. It's not just, like, bullshit. So yeah. you have to keep going. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so uh, we're almost at the end of the interview. I don't know if you're tired, but thank you so much for all the time that you're dedicating. Now we're going to have like a bunch of like quick questions just to conclude and relax and cool down at the end of the interview. So <laughs> we already established that you have pretty much zero work-life balance or like <laughs> close right. to zero. Work. Life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the balance. But do you have any personal projects or something like uh, I don't know, a hobby, something that is not related to need marketing or your company or the conferences or something like that that you really like to do on your free time, spare time, whatever? Um, I like to bake, but I have not baked in a long time. I want to get back to that. It's the holiday season, so maybe I'll do some baking. Yes. I was really um, upset that you didn't bake any, like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of cookies during the conference. I was expecting <laughs> that, like a full table of cookies or biscotti. Next time. <laughs> next year. Yeah, next year. And next year we'll send, like, Christmas cookies to all of our friends and 
clients and everything. We didn't get around to that this year, oh, but next year. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, and my other hobby, I guess, um, or something that I've been doing is just running. I ran a big race this year and I want to keep doing that. So that's been fun. Uh, how big was the race? I ran 52 kilometers trail running. Not wow. <laughs> 52 <laughs> kilometers. Oh my God. Like my yeah. knees give up after eight to nine kilometers. Like they literally like, pop out of the kneecaps and they <laughs> punch me and say, let's go they back home. Say, no, cannot move <laughs> like, what are you yeah, doing? I mean, Dude, stop. 52 kilometers. How much did you have to train to actually be able to hold on for like, like stay alive for 52 kilometers of trail running? Um, I should have trained more. The farthest that I ran before the race was about half, maybe a little more than half. I think I ran like 30K before the race. That's insane. So, yeah. It takes a lot of time. Oh, all that yeah. oh my but God. It's fun. It's fun. Well, you can say so. Yeah. It's not really fun, actually. It's, that's, a, that's a lie. But it's very rewarding. I do it because I like pain. Yes, I, yes exactly. Exactly. It's so, rewarding. It's rewarding. It's, it's rewarding. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, um, how do you see yourself in uh, ten years or near future? If ten years is too far away, but how do you see yourself oh, in the really future? Far. Um, I see myself running knit marketing and knit marketing expanding, um, and that's business, I guess. In personal life, I see we're building a tiny house. Oh, that's another hobby, I guess. Um, we're building a tiny house on wheels. So I see myself living in my tiny house in the mountains. No way. Those like yeah. I saw all those articles like on social media, of course, about this like tiny house living and like really compact type of living. It's like, do you like that? Like, I feel like I'm gonna have like, I don't know, a panic attack as soon as I step <laughs> in. <laughs> like, do you have experience with yeah. that? Well, I mean, I have never lived in a space that small, but I think anytime. Like, if you think about anytime you travel in like a hotel or if you like camping, like. Anytime you travel, you have a lot less stuff with mm -hmm. you. And I've always found it a lot more liberating. Like you have, there's less to think about and less to clean, less to, I don't know, yeah. less to manage. So uh, yeah, the space, that doesn't scare me. I think it's, um, I think it's liberating more than like the opposite. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, do you consider yourself a minimalist or would you like to be a minimalist? Um. Not, I don't know. I don't really consider myself a minimalist, but I don't. I don't really think about it. Yeah. Like I buy the stuff that I want to buy, and I don't buy it if it's unnecessary. I don't know. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's a really good answer. <laughs> okay, so this is the tough one that everyone fails during the interview. Uh, try to describe yourself fail. in uh, okay. three words. Oh yeah, I I, I fail. Um, I don't know. Yeah, everyone answers that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we can skip that if it's it's okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I need more. I can't even like. I can't even say my business in three words, let alone my whole self. Yeah, that was an exercise <laughs> during the conference, right? Like trying to define your business story or like your business model in just less than 
five words or something like that. Right. It was like yeah, really in a tough. Sentence. Yeah. Okay, just let's skip that. So um I'll come back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, I will write your answer in the description below the video if you want. <laughs> you get three words. I use it as a title of this episode, but it's okay. Um if you had to recommend an artist or a song to the audience, basically something that you really like, maybe not recent or something that, oh, I'm currently listening to this, but something that even a really old song that every time you hear it makes you happy and it makes you more productive or something like that. What what artist or song would you like to recommend? If you have I don't one? know, Alex. I'm so bad with music. I sort of just listen to whatever's on. I really don't. I'm the That's wrong okay. person to ask this question. <laughs> okay. Which audio uh, frequency someone should listen to? No. no. No, nothing. Just like turn on the radio and whatever gems like work. Well, like, okay. So the, the, yeah, the, um, like the playlist that I'm listening to right now is like Imagine Dragons playlist. So that, that kind of music, but I wouldn't like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, really boring I don't no go to you're concert. not boring like, it's I okay. don't know. <laughs> you're not boring like don't say that it's like no it's not true um I always like shirk off the DJ responsibilities to somebody else I'm like I want to listen to music but I have no idea what I want to listen to so it's somebody else's job that's a good approach is that and most likely it's going to be like uh um, like a kid so you can blame him as well like yeah. oh this music sucks oh is this 17 years old that doesn't know anything about music so it's his fault great <laughs> that's a really good approach like blaming the youth about <laughs> for everything <laughs> that's really a really good point well we're pretty what much at the end of the interview does anybody, what's up does anybody ever ask you questions on your interviews uh no. what's your favorite song my favorite song uh i love uh scandinavian power metal so i'm not sure i should <laughs> okay. give suggestions about it <laughs> yes you should and you should put that like in the outro of this the outro yes just to like destroy the hear drums of everyone that is like listening but yeah one of my favorite band is like um nightwish and sabaton i don't know if you ever heard them um they're great that's they're fantastic <laughs> sorry <laughs> crazy music but it's okay. I'm a crazy person, so I like crazy music. I guess we're pretty much at the end of the interview. Uh, that was that was fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for answering all yeah, these stupid questions that I asked you. And you're you're great. Yeah, you're you. fantastic. So. I try. <laughs> Where can people find you online? And if there are some like young professionals here that maybe like are not based on the US they can can they send you an email just to maybe ask you some advice or if you're hiring or something else where they can find you online sure um we're at knitmarketing.com um and Alex is helping us with our website right now it's just our basic website but in a month or two it'll be beautiful and new um so look at that uh, knitmarketing.com and then yeah you can email me at rebecca at knitmarketing.com and then we're on social media everywhere with the handle at knitmarketing okay uh, of course all the links to these amazing things are going to be in the description below the video so you're not going to miss anything but thank you again rebecca for your time that was a fantastic interview and i wish you all the best for all the things to come 
Thank you. You too. I'm excited. Yes. It's an exciting time. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>